Dear Leon, Still no answer to my previous letters. It's okay. I'm not sure I deserve one. I have been a really bad Ben Affleck lately. Like, like, really bad. You know, I think about Ben Affleck sometimes, the, the real Ben Affleck, not the bad Ben Affleck that I've become. I think about his career after Goodwill Hunting and how hard it must have been for him watching his goody-goody buddy Matt Damon blow up. Matt Damon, who won all those Oscars for playing all the Kennedys in that big Kennedy biopic. Matt Damon, the born supremacy, ultimatum paramountcy, then the born loser, and finally born again. Matt Damon, who became a water charity champion, who made knit your own tuxes cool again. Matt Damon, one of Ocean's trusted eleven. And then there's Ben Affleck, trying to make it for himself in reindeer games. Phantoms, the Jersey Devil. Payment, payback, paycheck, and then the Toilet Rink Kids remake. I guess some people liked Armageddon. Not my cup of tea, but that's not the point. Armageddon was the high point for Ben Affleck. After that, nothing but bombs, and before long, he ends up starring in that movie where the poor dude who played Superman kills himself. Ben Affleck must not have known what to do with himself, you know? Which way to go? He was trying too hard to be Matt Damon. I realize that now. He must have trusted his agent and his directors and all these other people who promised they knew what was best for him. Promised him that if he starred in that movie as a U.S. president who declares nuclear war on Ecuador, he'd be up there with Matt Damon again. Ben Affleck believed in them and felt that these people gave him some sense of purpose. Trying so hard to be someone he wasn't made him feel lost. So he listened to anyone he could and did whatever they said until he lost himself even more. Next thing you know, Geely is unleashed upon the world. But that's why there's hope for Ben Affleck. You see, he eventually forgot about trying to be Matt Damon. What he really wanted to do was direct. So he starts making these movies on his own, and you know what? He's really good. His first movie gets a lot of critical attention, and soon Ben Affleck directs a movie that he also stars in. And it wins him a ton of Oscars. He's on top again, and it's all because he figured out who he was. He trusted in himself. He became self-reliant, self-sufficient. He stopped listening to others about what to do, and he started listening to himself about what to do. And that's not the end, though. Ben Affleck is still capable of making mistakes. He's always going to be on a bit of thin ice. After that Oscar win, he directed that movie about William Henry Harrison, the president that died of pneumonia 30 days after he was sworn in. He gave a super long inauguration speech in the rain and then got really sick. Ben Affleck filmed Harrison's entire presidency in real time. Not a good move at all. 
I think... I think he was interested in investigating a complete picture of failure and alienation because he could relate. He also starred in that movie where Batman kills Superman in the end. I think that was because he was thinking about his past, you know? Thinking about where he was at his lowest, playing the dude who played Superman, who felt like he failed so much and who got so lost he ended up... Well, you know. The point is, there is still hope for Ben Affleck. And I guess what I'm saying is, in order to be more like Matt Damon, that goody-goody Matt Damon we're constantly comparing ourselves to, the one who seems so hopelessly out of reach... We just have to step out of his shadow and embrace the Ben Afflecks we really are. We have to direct ourselves. We have to take that bad Ben Affleck who is ordering us what to do and ordering us how to do it and get him gone, baby. Gone. Sincerely, Olive and Gardner. Greater Boston is written and produced by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen with recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. You can help Greater Boston to reach new listeners by leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes. This mini-episode featured Kelly McCabe as Nika Stamatis. Drive the Cold Away and Farewell to Nig performed by Adrienne Howard, Emily Peterson, and Dirk Tiedi. Some sound effects and music used from public domain and Creative Commons sources. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Oh, hey, friends, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. You don't know me, but I'm going to introduce you to Dungeons and Dragons, where I play D&D with my friends, and, th- and they're going to become your friends because you're going to love us so much. I mean, maybe, maybe you won't love us, but we'll love you. Let me give you a taste of the show in 42 seconds. Let's go. You must have a, f- and a flask. He's anything. got a satchel. This is the most disappointed <laughs> way I've ever heard anyone say the word satchel. Cost. How much is a donkey cost? Russ, how much is a donkey, is Russ, how much is the a donkey cost? The question everyone wants to know. <laughs> For one hour. It's concentration, so if you do another concentration spell... It's abjuration, you doink. It's concentration. (laughs) I mean, that sounds like exactly the sort of person you should probably tell your friends about. The kind that are there and say, like, weird, mysterious things and then just disappear? Yeah, that's why I'm telling you. Okay. Also, he had three eyes. Oh! We're having this rager. I mean, Lich Astley and the Magic Magic Missiles is going to be playing later tonight. (laughs) Is he ever going to give you up? (laughs) Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Orcus is going to rule all and he won't desert you. What else do I need to tell you? We're Dungeons and Dragons. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts or at dumbdragons.com. We can't wait to adventure with you.